0: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajara Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jax on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane.
1: Yeah, I think it's one of our most consistent pieces uh, right now. I don't think I know. And whenever you have transition, I remember, uh, well, there's been times we've had the same starting five the entire year. That's usually a good thing. It doesn't happen very often. And That's the one area when you get dinged, it goes backwards fast. It was, like I said, Will. Will, compared to what he was, I've had Hop say it, our GM say it, he one of the most improved players. Same with Bartsch. Those guys weren't really functional players, and now they're pretty good.
2: Head coach Urban Meyer. Ben Barch, we have him step up a little bit now. A.J. Cann announced that, I believe he, uh, well, Urban Meyer announced that A.J. Cann out for the season along with D.J. Chark. Two major blows. Um. Two major blows to that offense, but this is the NFL. And I feel like, you know, teams, every team has to go through some sort of this. Not every team lose their first round draft pick. No. And the, the Jaguars are standing out with that. But, it, it, you know, it is what it is. It's the next man up. You got to coach them up right. And, and to me, that's, that's always a sign uh, of your coaching, is when you have to bring in those depth guys, those guys that maybe you didn't necessarily want to count on in the beginning of the season, and now they are the guys. How well are they versed? How comfortable are they? And do they look the part when they're out there? You know, to me, that falls directly on coaching, making sure those guys are ready to play. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Austin Lane, Casey pushing all the right buttons. Bretton Martineau hopefully will be here momentarily doing some business at TIAA Bank Field. Casey, we had an interesting question on the morning show. I wanted to bring it, you know, I don't like mixing my jobs up. But it was an interesting question. I want to get your opinion on it. You know, I want to get the 690 Syndicate uh, on it a little bit. By the way, I mean, you're fairly new, but that's what we call our fan base, the 690 Syndicate. Thoughts?
3: Decent. Decent? Yeah. Could be as and could be better. Yeah, I got to think about it. Well,
2: I, I was gonna say, love to hear your ideas, man. Yeah, I know. instead of just ripping mine apart. But anyway, I didn't rip. I wouldn't say I ripped it apart. Uh, decent. You, you gave me a decent, though. You know, I'm a, I'm a guy that feeds off. You know, I'm a guy that feeds up positivity, and you didn't give it to me. It's all good, though. There's definitely a, qu-
3: a wild card team. <laughs> okay. Not winning the division, but definitely a wild card team. <laughs> but for we're sure. In there. Hey, we could be the
2: Washington Nationals a couple years ago. You, see, wild card team. See? Yeah. Shock the
3: world. There you go. Trick or treating? You you make trick or treated when you were a kid? No, couldn't. Oh, okay. Uh, couldn't. Well, I was tall. I've been tall like the whole time. Oh, I so I was ten, oldest. and they yeah. thought I was like fifteen. I got gotcha.
2: you. Well, then, <laughs> your case doesn't really make a good point for what I'm about to say here. But we got in the huge debate about how old is too old to go trick or treating, because I think my last run, you know that that last dance, the, that that Michael Jordan yeah. run was when I was in 8th grade. Um, really? I think I was Darth Vader. And I, I was a big, Constable. big Darth Vader. They thought you were really happy. I, I was actually the the, the, the life-size, movie-quality Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people thought I was, you know, the real guy. Um, I think that was my last run. Um, you know, it was my last dance, if you will. But, like, I think 8th grade is, is suitable. I think once you start talking about high school, then, like, if, if you can drive to the house...
3: Yeah, it's a little then, unfair.
2: Th- th- then what are we doing? Now, if you have kids, that's different. Yeah. Right? But when you start getting into high school age, I feel like that's a little too old for trick-or-treating. Now, why are we talking about trick-or-treating so much? Because, and Brent's alluded to this many times, it's one of my favorite holidays. Because, and, and unfortunately, Casey couldn't take part because he was way too tall. Yeah. Thankfully, I didn't hit my growth spurt towels in high school. Nice. The thing about trick-or-treating back then and I say, like, I'm so old or anything, but, like, when I was g- coming up as a kid, especially in a small town in central Wisconsin, is you had free reign of the city. Yeah. Right? It, w- it was literally, like, if you ever seen the movie Hocus Pocus, yeah. that's, kids were just out. Like, there wasn't any parents. It was just, all right, go out there. Um, and usually, like, the way my curfew worked was you have to be back before the, the streetlights come on or else I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I've yeah. Well, that's usually what it was. I was on my bike just, you know, gal dancing around town. But that one night a year, man. Oh, yeah. Halloween. When it was like, doesn't matter if the streetlights come on or not, you 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 basically have diplomatic immunity until about 9 p.m. Um, and, and that's what my mom let me do. That's what all my friends got to, to do as well. So, like, we were just, you know, we felt like we owned the town, you know, and this is coming from, I was in fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Um, it, it was the best feeling ever because, you know, you didn't have any worries about anything. It was just uh, going to houses, getting candy. That one house always had the the, the, the bowl sitting out. Take where it was it like, please take one take it and on. obviously I wasn't taking one because there wasn't door those door uh, bell cameras back then so nobody the could ding tell ding dong doorbells yeah whatever it was so no one had the doorbell camera. So no one could tell who was taking more than one and it was like the hunger games because we knew every single year what house it was going to be. Yeah. And as soon as, like, you know, the lights came on, it got dark outside, it was officially trick-or-treating time. It was a race. Some kids were on bikes. Oh, some yeah. kids riding in the back of pickup trucks that their parents were driving, like, like those Mad Max. But we all gravitated towards that one bowl in the middle of town, and then we all spread out and went our separate ways. That is awesome. But, but that one, and I'm telling you, it wasn't even a It was like a garbage can full of candy. Wow. I don't know what, what these people did, and it was the same house every single year. But you want to talk about just a smorgasbord of, of 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 goodies and treats and and everything, peanut butter cups, you know, for for, for all those chocolate kids out there. But then they had like nerds, and they oh, had yeah. and they had your sugar picks. They had fun dip in Ooh. that in that garbage bucket of candy. And yeah, man, I remember there was two years uh, distinctively that we actually hit it first, and like we we're the first ones there maybe went a little early, kind of cheated a little bit because it's supposed to start like at 7 or 8. You do what you got to do. Got there at 6.45, yeah, okay? Like I'm getting ready for the show. Not on Brett Martin, no time there, okay? we're on We're on get there, we're on Tom Coughlin time in terms of Halloween and getting that one bucket that's just sitting out and please take one. Yeah, you got yeah. to, to be on Tom Coughlin time for that one and believe me when I told you, we were on Tom Coughlin time. So getting back to the question though, mm-hmm. would you agree with me and say high school is a little too old? Because much to my surprise, Surprise, got about eight nine callers this morning all disagreed with me really they all said if you're in high school and you're still trick-or-treating that means that you're not partying causing trouble so
3: be it be you that is fascinating yeah because i was shocked first off when you said eighth grade i immediately was like too old really yeah casey eighth grade i am that I was my drive. first time i know okay i don't know why but like the very first thing that popped in my head was too old Okay. I think it's it's my own personal trauma that I have to get past. Okay. And the fact that at eighth grade I had to hand out candy. Sure. That's not the point. Yes. Um, I would agree, though, high school definitely too old. Far too old. Yeah. Now, yeah. I understand the point, but, like, your, your callers in the morning, like, if you're listening to this, like, who's stopping them from partying after they get the candy? That's a good point. Like, or, the or, night goes on. Yeah.
2: Or, or, or partying when they're getting candy. You know, yeah, which is the worst-case du- scenario. A double dip, yeah, if you will. Yeah, a double dip. Yeah. yeah. And I'll take because, I mean, you know, I'm to the point now where I'll take my son out, live vicarious through, through him. Mm-hmm. We're going to have the, the annual pep talk about, hey, son, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, okay? And if they give you a snicker, say, no, thank you, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yeah. Because if he comes back and there's not at least, oh, I don't know, 40 things of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups in, in that bag or in that bucket, I mean, we haven't decided yet. The, the, you know, there's going to be consequences. Okay, because I, I don't need the hundred grand or hundred million, whatever you call that stupid candy oh, bar right. that yeah. we
3: discussed. That was yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, but
2: don't need a butterfinger and stick to my teeth. I go, son, your old man, just get him some Reese's peanut butter cups, let him be happy. I paid for your costume. Yeah, you, you look badass. Okay, so please go get me some Reese's peanut butter cups. How's that going, by the way? Oh, finished. We're all good to go. You got everything? We're, we're, we're all good to go. Um. I'm not sure, because he's going to be the Grim Reaper, by the way, in case those folks at home are listening right now, haven't listened the past couple days. My son is going as the Grim Reaper, which probably next to him saying that he loves me, the the proudest dad moment that I've had so far. Yeah. um, I'm doing this job just because, like, come on, man. Like, you know, most kids are like, oh, I want to be Toy Story or, you know, Moana was big for a while. For some reason, people are dressing up like Squid Game, like the kids are because the parents live in Vicarious. I didn't even, like, push the Grim Reaper on. He wanted to be it. Yeah. And, like, and you can tell he was a little nervous of how I was going to react. And I was like, dude, Grim Reaper, yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's rock and roll, son. Yes, that's what we preach in this household. Yes, and I'm going to get you the, the one with the glowing eyes. He's got glowing red eyes, by the way. Oh. And then, and then he's got the, the giant
3: sickle. Yeah.
2: Now, the sickle might not be going to school. Yeah. Because the, they weren't too specific on what you can and cannot bring in terms of, like, you know, the outfit. Props. But I can see a kid's eye getting poked out like you won't believe. Because this thing, it, 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 it may have came from an Amish farm as far as I'm concerned because it's, it's real. Like, this thing is, like, it's it's a little pointy. It's a little sharp. Yeah. I don't know where the... Go Amazon.com, you know? Yep. Blame
3: Blame Bezos. Shout, shout out
2: to Amazon Prime. Maybe make it a little softer next time. Because... Th- Seriously, if you have some weeds that need cutting, I can bring the sickle <laughs> over and my son could do it for you before he gets his candy. Wow. That's what we're talking about. That
3: is sharp. But it looks it looks great. That's all that matters.
2: I want to somehow rig a, a fog machine that can like fit underneath like his his cape thing. Right. And you know, cuz reaper, you got to have fog. You got to have smoke. Um haven't figured that part out yet. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. We are very happy as a family collectively of where this, this outfit is going.
3: Uh, as long as it's the family's happy, everybody's happy, it works. You better um, believe it. So we got a comment on Facebook, and I want to compare this Darth Vader fit to the one that you had your last Halloween. So Okay. Uh, Darth Vader voice changer helmet and a little speaker on his belt. Playing the Imperial March on the OG oh, iPod shuffle as he Wow. And that that's my guy Chase. Oh, that's Chase What up, Chase? That's my friend actually. Oh, is your friend? Yeah, I didn't re- I never read the name. But yeah, so oh, that's Chase won Halloween, huh? Yeah, that's a Dang. good I didn't even know that until right now. That's a good could you have competed with your Darth Vader get up? That um,
2: year? No. No, but but I once again, I think people thought I was actually the real Darth Vader. I didn't even know the actor's name. I think it was James Earl Jones' voice. David Prouse. Wow, Casey, you actually knew that off the top of your head, or you Google that? No, I knew that. You're you're a Star Wars fan.
3: Yeah, my man. No, hey, <laughs> yeah.
2: hey, my man. Yeah, people thought I, I was that guy for real. And if, if we want to be completely honest, I almost got hit by. Hopefully, mom's not listening. I almost got hit hit by a car because like the mask, I couldn't see anything. <laughs> and, and and you know it's 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 pitch black, and you're you're in sugar rush mode, so you don't sure. care about street lights. You don't care about stop signs. You don't care about. Authorities, You don't care about any kind of parent because you're just in candy-getting mode, okay? So I don't have time to worry about my well-being sometimes. And, yeah, may have ran in front of a car uh, a little too quickly, and the car may had to swerve, and I maybe avoided getting seriously hurt because I couldn't see out of my mask, and the car was coming. Maybe that happened. Wow. Maybe it didn't. Don't need to go there again. Sure. Still traumatized from it. Uh But those things can happen. Yeah. So, seriously, all jokes aside, Everybody, have fun on Halloween, kids. I'm talking to you, but obviously be careful, and please check both ways. So to wrap this whole Halloween topic up here, how
3: old is too old, Casey? Eighth grade? Yeah, I'd say that's the limit. By the way, Chase says his last Halloween was 13. Yeah, so, I, yeah, that's about seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. yeah. Is it? I think so. I well, in, in Wisconsin, or it, it whatever. Definitely not high school. That's what we've established. Okay. Um. Yeah.
2: In, in, in middle school, you're still on the fence about.
3: I think you got to really consider where you are in eighth grade. <laughs> like, to develop, what do you mean where you are, like, in terms of, like, what kind of grades you're getting? What do you mean? Just, like, I don't know. Okay. Just where you are lifestyle-wise. Okay, I got you. I'm not going to fault you if you do it, but, you know, maybe if you don't have to, yeah. don't. And, you know, to to go with the callers this morning that I
2: received saying I shouldn't worry about high school trick-or-treating because they stay out of trouble. You know what? If that's the case and I get some teenagers this year at my, at my residence and I'm handing out candy— you're, you're getting a random drug test, okay? You're going to get a random <laughs> drug test. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be like one of those rapid ones. Um, you know, obviously done in the, in, in the privacy of how you want to do that. But I'm just saying when the results come out, if you pass it, then, yeah, you get all the candy you want. If not, then sorry, I'm calling the cops, and then you're going to leave. Just kidding. But, no. Um, everybody gets candy at my place. If you're in high school, I'm probably going to give you a little dirty look, but it's all good. Now, Casey, let's get back on track here. We've got a little sidetracked. It happens sometimes on this show. But let's, let's go with, with the big T's that we had. And it's really the thing that we were leading off the show today with a little bit in terms of after the bye week, you know, there's some questions that should be raised. The bye week's a time to reflect. You know, it's a time to evaluate talent and see where you are as a franchise. Now, where's this team as a franchise? Well, you're you're one in five. Last place in the division, tied with Houston. Yeah. And, you know, you have a quarterback in Trevor Lawrence who is making, you know, improvements, so you like that. You know, you, you're not really sure in terms of, you know, the, this locker room, like, how tight-knit is with Urban Meyer. Like, I'll be honest, you know, I was surprised in London that they found a way to get it done, and, and that's testament to Urban Meyer keeping the distractions to a minimum, so I like that a lot. But I also have a few questions that I want to see answered in the next couple of weeks coming off of this bye week. And to me, one of the biggest questions that needs to be answered is this draft class. Is this 2021 draft class? Now, Trevor Lawrence, expectations being met? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's fair. You know, I, I think some people want a Justin Herbert type numbers. I'll be honest, I want a Justin Herbert type numbers but one of the very first things that I said is you're going to have to quell your expectations um, of what this is going to look like. It's, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some patience. And I think overall, we've seen a lot more good from Trevor Lawrence than we've seen bad. We've seen a lot more ooh-ah than we've seen what was that. So your first pick of the draft, yeah, obviously he hit a home run like it was really that hard to pick. But like it, it's still part of your draft class, and he's representing it well. Travis Etienne, you can't really judge at all. I'm not going to fault him. These injuries do happen sometimes. Yes, they're unfortunate. No, I'm not going to call him injury prone. It just it is what it is sometimes in the league. Hopefully, Travis Etienne comes back um, and plays at a high level. Tyson Campbell is one that, because here's our, Casey. Here's where I'm coming from with this. You traded away C.J. Henderson. And whether that was the plan all along when you drafted Tyson Campbell, whatever the case may be, Tyson Campbell's a second-round pick. And when you have a second-round pick come to your, you know, your 1-15 and 15 f- uh, football team from the previous year, that guy's got to be a, a big-time player. That guy's got to contribute. And I think Tyson Campbell has showed a little good, but he's also shown some, some pretty bad. Yeah. I, I, I think from the question that I want answered with Tyson Campbell is, can he be dependable going forward for this season? So by the time it's, it's draft talk again, and hopefully we don't talk about the draft until oh I don't know, um, the end of the football season, not like week nine, week ten. We'll see how the season plays out. But I don't want to have these conversations saying, well, are we okay at cornerback, or do we need to address this in earlier rounds? And to me, Tyson Campbell can put that narrative to bed if he plays better. Your thoughts?
3: I, I agree with you, but uh, let's be honest. It's a tough assignment since he's been out a couple of weeks and you had the mm-hmm. bye week. So he hasn't played live-action football in a minute, and they're going to say go cover either D.K. Metcalf or Tyler Lockett.
2: No, absolutely. And, like, it, it, if you look at the schedule, I mean, it's not like it gets really any easier. No. You know, I mean, you're playing the Bills coming up. You're going to play the 49 Like, there's... There's some pretty good offensive teams coming up that Tyson Campbell's gonna gonna have to take a pretty good receiver.
3: And you have to you have to let him play. Of course. And I think Brent said a couple weeks ago is like you almost you don't want to see him fail, mm-hmm. but if you're gonna fail, fail now.
2: Well, exactly. And here's the thing, Casey. Where we sit right now, I think and I'm speaking for you, but I think we can both agree that. We aren't comfortable right now at the cornerback position. Hundred percent. We feel like that, that that can be upgraded. Yes. Right. Well, the whole point of a second round pick, especially coming you know off of a one in fifteen team, is when you pick in the second round, that should be in, th- in the following year. Yeah, we're good at cornerback now. Yep. Yeah, we're all good. Yeah, we're, we're, we're we got Payson Campbell. We got a second round pick. He's gonna fill in. Got rid of C.J. Henderson. We're all set at the cornerback position. And where I sit here, you know, seven weeks or, uh, you know, really eight weeks, I guess, into the NFL season. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not confident. I, I am not comfortable. Um, I'm not comfortable right now where the secondary sits, but especially, you know, the, the cornerback position. You, you know Shaq Griffin's going to be there next year, right? And um, you hope – well, yeah, you hope, I know. But, like, you're comfortable with him. With Tyson Campbell, though, we will see. You just want to see that guy get better. You want to see his confidence grow. So by the time it's week 11, week 12, or further on in the year – We're not having the conversations of, well, do they need to draft a cornerback early on, okay? So that's that's one question I have right now is, is the emergence of Tyson Campbell going to put our minds at ease in how the Jaguars approach the draft the next year in terms of the cornerback position? Another question I have, speaking of draft position, speaking of secondary, is a guy who... I'll, I'll be honest. I, I'm shocked that we haven't seen more of him yet. Is it's Andre Cisco? Yeah. And first of all, I don't think it's like Joe Collins trying to sabotage this team and say, "Well, you know, Andrew Wingard's been playing very well, so we're just going to keep him out there and Cisco can sit behind." Like th- that's not the case, okay? Like every single week, you're you're putting your resume on the field. So if if Andre Cisco is not out there. It's because he's not ready. Simple as that. Now, we know the the health and the physicality isn't the issue because all things considered, he seems to be 100%, which we didn't even, you know, have the foresight to see when they drafted him. I I was expecting halfway through the season, okay, work him slowly back. He's going to be good to go. And then probably hit the ground running week 9, week 10, you know, possibly. He's ready to go. It's just for whatever reason right now, the skill set, the talent – the coaches aren't comfortable without giving him a, a full workload, and this is another situation where I'm eventually going to have to see this guy, because once again, where you drafted him? Yeah. Okay. This is another high round, uh, high draft pick, who coming off of a one in fifteen year, you expect to play, and if you don't have the injury for the excuse, well then, what are we talking about here? He, he's a third round pick third-round pick should be getting playing time. Now, yeah, maybe getting special teams work, that's fine. But your third-round pick, I expect to, to, to contribute at the position that you were drafted at. And, like, yes, yeah, Wingard, much to his credit, has played a lot better. Um, I think he has exceeded expectations. I, I still think he can be a liability in coverage. I still think sometimes he can be a liability in the run game. I think in terms of physicality, Cisco's got him beat there. So that, that's advantaged Cisco already. It's got to be a mental thing. It's got to be a thing, uh, whether it's Joe Collin making this call or Urban Meyer, I assume Joe Collin, where for whatever reason he's not comfortable in, in the pass game. That's all I can fathom because this guy's a physical player. He, he, he's he's sideline to sideline, he's got the speed. So this has to be more of, of in the secondary of, of defending or, or in coverage, whatever the case may be. But once again, Casey, are you comfortable right now with Andrew Wingard next season being the starting safety? No. Okay. We don't know we got Andre Sisco, all right? And this is a third-round pick. I don't want to have the conversation next year of, okay, well, now let's take a look at safeties in the draft class, right? Let's, let's take a look at safeties in this up-and-coming draft class because I think Andre Sisco is that guy. The question is, when does he get the opportunities? And once again, much like Tyson Campbell, when can Andre Sisco put my mind at ease knees and say, okay, we're all set at safety, Rayshon Jenkins, Andre Sisco, we're going to be good for the next couple of years.
3: And to me, I think the problem lies with all training camp. All Urban Meyer said was, "These guys are going to make an impact. We trust these guys. We drafted these guys. They're going to play this and that." And that has not, besides Trevor, and obviously Etn, that has not been further from the truth. Tyson mm-hmm. Campbell has played, but he has not made an impact. Yes. Walker Little, we knew wasn't well. We I guess we didn't know, but he's definitely not making an impact and Cisco, like you just said, and then you've got guys like Jordan Smith. The guy that's making an impact, be it what it is, is Luke Farrell, because I see him on the field running routes and occasionally catching the football. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest problem I have with these guys because not only do we not know, we were told that we did know, (laughs) and now we don't. It's like a used car salesman type thing. Yeah. Like, oh, they're going to make impact. They haven't, and it's not looking like they're going to. You know, and like... (sighs)
2: The Luke Farrell situation like, Even when he was drafted you, I, I knew what they were getting with him Right, he's, he's a celebrated run blocker Didn't do much in the pass game And that's kind of what you got with him right now Now he's getting lost in the sauce Because you got like Dan Arnold You got um, Hollister You better believe it Yeah, <laughs> you, you got Manhurt So like, you know, Farrell's getting lost in the sauce right now And, and that is what it is I think with Walker Little You know, once again I get the pick because you see the potential you hear about the potential, but you're coming off of a one in 15 year. Now I think cam Robinson, you know, is playing at a pretty high level right now. I I, I think cam Robinson is exceeding expectations. I think cam Robinson is doing a hell of a job. I think a lot of guys on offensive line are, are, are doing a heck of a job. I think Juwan Taylor, um, could be considered maybe the weak link right now out of that group. But like, I don't want Walker Little to go out there and play right tackle when he's never played right tackle before, right? You know, but it's hard to justify taking a guy in the second round. And you know, you say, "Well, look, he's, he's coming around. He's coming around." And you know, there's all the hype because he beat Caleb on Chase on twice in one on ones, and all of a sudden we're all running. Oh, he's gonna be a pro, but like, and, and you know how I felt about that yeah. since that came out was let's temper our expectations here. It's a one on one drill. Let's see what happens in live reps. But Walker Little is a guy that you don't really hear about now. No. And I just think it's primarily because they don't want to put him at right tackle. Um, They would rather have Jawan Taylor out there, and and we'll see how Jawan Taylor can finish the rest of this season. But I don't want Walker Little out at right tackle either because he's primarily been a left tackle. And too many times in this franchise have you put guys out of position, and we've seen how that's worked out for everybody. Go ask Taven Brock. Go ask, I mean, really you could ask Josh Allen the first year. You can ask Caleb on Chase on his first year. All right? You don't win football games like that. I think there's some tackles that you can, you know, there's swing tackles you can put wherever they want, and, and and they can, they're fine. I think with Walker Little, I think this is a guy who hasn't played football a lot, you know, his, his the previous season in college. I think it's a guy who is still taking time to develop. Develop him at what you drafted him for, and that's the the left tackle. And then to, to echo your point real quick, you know, um, you said Jordan Smith, right? Yes. Yeah, Jordan Smith, you know, I mean, he was revealed as a project, and, and I get that, okay. But, you know. But that's not what you said when you drafted him. Well, that, and it's, you, you won 15. You know, yeah. you come off a yeah. one fifteen season. So, one of my questions coming out of this bye week is how many of these draft picks can put my mind at ease and say, we don't have to worry about these positions going forward. And the way we broke it down right now, I'll be honest, Casey, the only position that I'm not worried about going forward in terms of draft picks is the quarterback position. 100%. Not a good thought to have. Not really. Not so early on in the season coming off a of 1-15 year. All right, when we come back. More on Action Sports, Jackson ESPN 690. We'll keep talking about this. What else do you want to see coming off this bye week? More of that next.
1: Outstanding. The stadium was incredible, and we kicked a field goal with one second left. <laughs> and I saw a bunch of guys celebrate because they haven't celebrated in a while, and I'd love seeing it.
3: Urban Meyer, Jacksonville Jaguars head football coach. We'll talk some more football here in a minute. Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. But uh, let's talk baseball because that's that's what matters this time of year, World Series, things like that. We got UNF's own... Brian Baker joining us right now, a pitcher in the Blue Jays system, uh, made his major league debut this year. We'll ask him about that in a minute. But Brian, how are you? Thanks for coming on today, man.
4: I'm doing awesome, man. Thanks for having me.
3: Not a problem. Uh, I want to ask you this right off the rip. You are a pitcher. Charlie Morton last night trying to pitch with a broken leg. Can you imagine even trying to do something like that?
4: Um, uh, maybe with that adrenaline in the World Series, I might help out a little bit. But that <laughs> was, uh, yeah, that was some serious jets right there.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, Brian, from that standpoint of, you know, I think, what was it, Casey, 16 pitches he pitched on, on that broken leg? Sounds about right. What does that do for, you know, what does that do for the club now to see that kind of gutsy performance, you know, going forward? Because it's almost like, you now that they're trying to win it for him, right?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think there's no way you, you, you couldn't. Uh, I think, uh, yes, yeah, going out there and, and laying it out on the line like that, it's, it's contagious, definitely, to a team that's, Obviously, trying to win the the biggest prize in baseball. So I think uh, yeah, if anything, it'll rally the troops.
3: Yeah, what as a if you're a teammate of Charlie Morton in that situation, uh, we won't stay on this too much longer. But if you're a teammate there at that point, you're just ready to run through the wall for the guy, right?
4: Oh, hundred percent. You're ready to go. You're ready for whatever. All
3: right, let's talk about you a little bit specifically. Uh, Major League debut, you dreamed about it, I would imagine. As long as you've played baseball, you make it this year with Toronto. Uh, the Blue Jays obviously had not been playing in Canada for a while. They come back. All the emotion, all the things. For you, when you get out on the mound, just can you describe it?
4: Um, yeah, I think it's uh, kind of exactly what you're saying. It's just kind of something that I've been dreaming about for a long time, and um, I'd be lying if I if I, if I didn't say I blacked out a little bit running out there. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, had to collect my thoughts and take a couple deep breaths and tell myself that you know it's kind of the same the same band I've been playing my whole life. So um, yeah, it was it was honestly surreal. I think at the time it was uh, it was fifteen thousand uh, capacity. Um, you could you, I mean you could have told me it was a hundred and I would have believed you. That's how loud it felt, but it was uh, yeah, it was awesome to hear the the energy from the Toronto fans and uh, kind of soak all that in.
2: Brian, you know, w- when you talk about that moment, you know, so for instance, so I'm a, I'm a professional MMA fighter and they always say like, you have to remain calm, you know, don't get too high. Don't get too low. Um, stay even keeled. But sometimes you find yourself like use that adrenaline to your advantage and, and you showcase more power and more speed, you know, pitching. Sure. I- I- it's a position where, you know, like, I, I get it. You have to be calm and reserved, but do you kind of call upon that adrenaline to kind of maybe, you know, throw harder than you really can, or is it about kind of staying even keeled, not getting too up, not getting too down?
4: Um, that's a really good question. I think uh, normally I, I kind of tap into that adrenaline in probably more than most, especially since um, over the past uh, three or four years, I've kind of been shifted into like a back-end uh, reliever. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I think it kind of helps in a lot of the scenarios. Um, whether you know, it's it's a long season. Sometimes you don't feel as good as others, and um, just feeding off that energy can kind of kind of make you forget, you know, not everything else, and kind of lock into the, that battle with the hitter. So, uh, I tend to kind of tap into that uh, that that energy and that adrenaline a lot.
3: Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz on ESPN 690. Here we're talking with Brian Baker of the Toronto Blue Jays. Brian. Um One thing we don't have in common is how good of baseball players we are. You are significantly better than I am or ever (laughs) will be. But the one thing we do have in common is the University of North Florida. I uh, was a graduate over there. You obviously played baseball there. And since UNF turned D1, you were obviously the first player to make it to the major leagues since they became D1. What does that mean to you that you are now what players in the Osprey program are working towards becoming you?
4: Oh, it's pretty cool, man. I think uh, it kind of just shows that it can be done. Um, I think, obviously, the since becoming D1, I think, and being in the Atlantic Sun, I think it's some really good baseball being played, and it really just goes to show that you just get the right opportunity at the right place in college, and then really just work and become better and, and learn from facing really good Division One competition, and then um, opportunities will present themselves um, at some point. So I think... Yeah, it's, it's 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 an honor to be in that in that conversation, and hopefully some guys can look up to and um, you know keep following their dreams.
2: Brian, now from your perspective of where you're at in your career, obviously you know you did a little traveling around in AAA or I think to A, and then you, you get the call, you get the call, and then you you know you live the dream. Where are you at now? I mean, are are you expected spring training? You show up and you do your thing, or what? What happens uh, to Brian Baker now?
4: Um. So yeah, I think um, I'm I'm on the 40-man roster now. So I'll, I'll be um, going to spring training. Hopefully, um, competing for a spot on the team. And if not, um, you know, go back to AAA and, and just be ready to go at any time. Um, just making sure that they can they can rely on me to get outs and, and close out ball games.
2: And when you talk about this team, this was a fun team to watch. Obviously, I'm sure you guys want to go a little farther, um, but I think you know expectations were definitely exceeded, at least from from my uh, perspective. Wh- what was that team like? What was that season like? And just how much are expectations built now for the next season?
4: Yeah, and I think it was just a roller coaster year overall, and it was um, it was fun to be a part of it for for that small time when I got called up. But uh, yeah, I think like you said, it's just an absolutely electric lineup and. Um, obviously, some great pitching, too. It just kind of needs to be all put together for, for the whole season, I think um, uh, we can really compete with anybody. Um, so, yeah, I think it's uh, it, it'll be great to get back together and just kind of continue the way that we finished the year. Um, we finished the year really strong. I feel like there's a lot of confidence in that clubhouse, and uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to being a part of it.
3: Absolutely, and it's definitely, as a fan, one of the most fun teams to watch with that core that you guys have Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Uh, I I can't wait to see you be a part of it. I want to ask you this, though, um, about the World Series. We asked you about Charlie Morton, but the Houston Astros are obviously have a lot attached to their name. Um, I'm not asking you to, you know, say anything you wouldn't usually say, but your opinions on... That's my job, Casey. Yeah, that is your job. And (laughs) and I've said my fair things about the Astros. So just from a player's standpoint that you have that we don't, how do you feel about what happened with them and where they are now?
4: Um... I mean, I, I really don't know what to think of the whole thing, honestly. I think uh, it's it's a credit to them to getting back to the World Series with uh, with all that stuff kind of looming over them, and, and I'm sure you know a lot of uh, a lot of hatred and negativity from pretty much every other fan base <laughs> in baseball. So, um, uh, you know, kudos to them. Um, I think uh, it's probably been a tough road for, for a lot of them. But, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm pulling for them. I will say that. <laughs>
3: I love it. I love it. Last last one for you, Brian, before we let you go. Uh, who's winning it? Pretty straightforward. Obviously, the Braves win game one. In your opinion, who's winning the whole thing?
4: Yeah. Um, I think Morton going down is not ideal for them. Having him back for, you know, game five probably would have been really nice. Um I think without that, that first game though, I think I think the Braves can can manage to to win, you know, three of the next six games. I think they can do it. I got the Braves.
3: Wow. Okay. Yeah, we, we love to hear it when it's not the Astros, but if you'd have picked the Astros we wouldn't have been too mad at you, but we love the Braves support <laughs> around here. Brian, we appreciate you calling in, man. We oh. know you're busy in the off season. Continue the work. Can't wait to see you pitching in Toronto next year.
4: Absolutely. Thank you guys.
3: Thank you. That is Brian Baker right there. Do, do, do they call him Shake and Bake, by the way? Am I seeing this correctly? Yeah, that's a thing.
2: I mean, it should be a thing. We, you need to get some t-shirts or something like that. Um, dude, I wasn't lying. Toronto Blue Jays? Oh, yeah. Fun team to watch. 100%. And, and a fun team to watch going forward. Like he said, um, you know, it, it's always a it's a weird thing because I, I kind of compare it to when I played in Chicago. So, you know, 2013, uh, I I played for the Bears. I, oh, I'm sorry I, I kept training camp with the Bears expectations were unprecedented They're gonna be a great year You're gonna win the division go to the Super Bowl yada 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 I get cut in training camp I come back and it's night and day difference because they won like three games, you know, it's it's like the walking dead in there It's like nobody's happy. It's like what happened to all this enthusiasm? Well, like Brian Baker, you know, he wasn't on the roster the entire season Right. He essentially just comes in I believe it was in October and you know like you're here now you're part of the team but like you you missed out on the first how many ever months it was right. of of going through the roller coaster like he mentioned so it's always an interesting position to be in major league baseball really any kind of sport um where you go through this where you know you you missed the story that got you to the got the team to that point you're just a part of it now and you don't have time to catch up on it all you can do is your job going forward. So it, it's cool that he's part of the team now, um, you know, going into the spring training. Hopefully he makes a roster, we'll definitely be pulling from him, and then maybe, you know, he can be a lot more of that story this up-and-coming season.
3: Absolutely, and uh, just selfishly, any time you uh, get to see a UNF Osprey oh, play yeah. at the highest level, I mean, come on. Well, and I'll
2: tell you what, man, I mean, if it comes down to it, we, we may have to get a couple Brian Baker jerseys. Oh, yeah. 'Cause guaranteed anything in that Toronto Blue Jays off blue that they wear sometimes, like the alternative, Ooh, you, you yeah. wanna talk about I mean Mwah, chefs. I mean, hey, Milwaukee Brewers, one of the best uniforms in baseball. Okay, let's be honest here. Well Casey, you come with me on that one or not? I will say I'll come with you. I'll come with you. Okay. What wh- what are the best logos in all of sports? I'll come with you. Come with the, uh, K- Casey? All of sports. I'll come with you. Don't act... First of all, get off your high horse, because, like, you guys changed the devil race, which was the best part about your whole baseball team. Hey, I didn't do it. I know you didn't do it, but I'm not coming with... Whatever. All right. Anyways, if we can get some of those jerseys and then that, that off blue color...
3: Oh, man. What we need is uh, when they do the players weekend... Yeah. And then you get the nickname on the back, so then it'll be Shake and Bake. Shake and Bake. And then we get those.
2: I like that a lot. I'm in it. Now we're talking. In it to win it. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Great time to go to a break. Brian Baker with his World Series prediction. I love, by the way, what he said about the Astros. He, t- he told it like it was. Th- there, there was no professional answer, you know what I mean? Like, it was professional. Let's get, let's get it. But, like, he's not saying anything that we don't already know. Like, if you would have said, oh, you know, I mean, they did, they, they, like, we know it. Everybody hates the Astros. Yeah. Okay? It's like everybody loves Raymond and everybody hates the Astros. Those are, like, the two th- sure things in life. And... Regardless, if you didn't get caught cheating this year, if you didn't even cheat, it doesn't matter. Like, we're, we're still bitter about it, we're, we're so not happy about it, and we don't want to see you win. Well, I kind of do because I don't like the Braves either because, you know, you yeah. know how I feel about it. They beat my Brewers, so yeah. I'm bitter for my own reasons. But interesting prediction by Brian Baker. We'll see if he can stay true with it. More on ESPN 690 we get back.
1: Yeah, I made a comment, and I'm not, a, you know, I'm not shy to say this, that I've studied Coach Carroll for many, many, many years, starting back in my Utah days when they were, you know, the top of the college football world. Um, when I was a Reggie Bush and Matt Leinart and Fox, I just would ask because I've always studied great coaches, and he's a guy that competition was the number one piece of his, you know, his organization, and that became ours too. I mean, it's always been, but it's not by accident that I've hired guys that were part of that organization.
0: That's Urban Meyer. He's been very consistent on that front, right? On the Seattle front. I mean, there is a likeness to the organizations. Uh, Brent Martineau, thanks for uh, holding down the fort, guys. Sorry to not tell you Brian Baker was coming on, but you guys did a great job. Good to have Brian Baker on. Oh, good. Uh, um, Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. World Series Game 2 coming up tonight. And forget about Seattle and all the rest. we got some big fight news. Yeah, man. We finally got a fight, you and me. Or or is it Casey and you after this week? (sighs) In fantasy, you know, I think
2: we came to an understanding. um yep. In fantasy, mm-hmm. um, some things are said. You know, some things that he probably regrets saying oh, to me. I, I maybe feel the same way back at him. But I think we <laughs> squashed it. We'll see how the playoff seed. Yeah, we will. And then we'll adjust accordingly. You better believe it. Now, I don't know how many more times you can complain about
3: the IR spot because I, mean, I know it's not going to happen. As long as my guys are getting hurt,
0: okay, complain about it. Well, pick better guys. All right. Well, you got to deliver some pain. Yes. Coming up uh, in no- November. November Give 21st.
2: So, November
0: 21st, Houston, Texas,
2: main event, UFC Fight Pass. I'll be fighting for Fury, uh, f- you know, the, the Fury Fighting Championships against a guy by the name of Juan Adams for the Heavyweight Championship. Um, so, it, it'll be a big one. UFC Fight Pass, here we come. Yeah. That's you know, so- why so I say We. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because so, yeah, it's team effort. Casey, I, I expect you to do the same.
0: With, uh, it. I'll be. Weed. I'll be there. You know okay. Okay. Yeah. It, uh, you gonna go to Houston? It's, a, uh, why it's not? in Houston. Oh, okay. It's a Sunday. Sunday. Brian will yeah. pay. It's a Sunday. <laughs> it's Sunday. I'll <laughs> get me there. I mean, we got two wins potential that day, baby. Jags and you. Oh, who are the Jaguars playing that day? Do we I know? I think it's the Falcons.
3: Oh, oh nice. Two I know. Yeah, I like
0: that. I can that. see it. Uh, uh, no, nope, right, it's, so it's
2: actually the 49ers. Even better. The 49ers stink. Yeah. Uh,
0: Brent wasn't singing Kyle Shanahan's praises a couple days ago. That's fine. Falcons are next. Yeah. Yeah, correct. correct. Uh, all right, uh, then... But this is seriously a big deal. Like, it is. You, you've announced a lot of fights. They're all big fights. It's yes. all part of climbing the ladder. Yeah. Uh, but this one really has, I mean, you tell telling me, I don't want to yeah, say yeah, anything yeah. I shouldn't say, but this has some no. real big potential if you get the job done. Yeah, right? there's,
2: a, there's a lot that comes with this fight. So, so Fury, um, they're a direct uh, feeder system to the UFC. Um, Mick Maynard who's one of the matchmakers of the UFC um, who, you know, I worked with in Dana West, Tuesday in a contender series. Um, you know, he he basically has his hands all over this thing. So this is a it's a fantastic opportunity facing a guy who's a former UFC fighter who's trying to go back to the UFC. So um, a very high level fight. I think though the winner of this fight um, could get their name called to the big show. So obviously uh, I'm treating that accordingly. Uh, and I'm, um, you know, training my ass off as al- as always. I yeah. mean, I have been for a while. So yeah. um, it just it feels fantastic to get something on paper now, something official. Yeah. And now instead of just you know working and working and working for an opportunity, that opportunity has presented itself,
0: and now you're working towards the goal. Well, it's really cool because we talk about this quite a bit, uh, but. You know, you could tell there was some momentum. Yes. For what you've been doing. Yes. And opportunity was around the corner. Yes. And a couple of different things. Yes. It's an interesting business to watch from a side. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. Hearing you talk about it. And now here you go. You got an opportunity, but you've been ready to go. It's f- part of the fight game, which is really strange to me, but tough, is that you got to sit and wait and wait and wait. And then boom, you never know. Yeah. Uh, you got a few weeks. You've been, you've been ready to go. So. Uh, that's awesome, man. Thank you Good very for you. much. Man. And, Appreciate and now it. We get to talk about it for the next few weeks, building up. But uh, that could be a big one. November 21st in Houston on a Sunday afternoon. I uh, can't wait. I wish we could be there. It's Can one of these there. days I'm going to go. <laughs> I'll be there. I would bring the whole show on the road, but we—it's very difficult. Absolutely. He picks like the hardest times. Like he'll pick like players' championship Saturday. Yeah, to fight. <laughs> I think we just discussed it. You well, never know what it's going to happen. No, you never know what's going to happen.
2: And that—that that was actually just my way of getting out of watching golf. <laughs> to tell you the truth. <laughs> but, but but now since you know we're doing the picks, so we're now more interested. By yeah, the way, yeah. golf picks today. Yeah, that's oh, right. Where are they again? Let's do our home. Park. We, yeah, Bermuda. 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 Bermuda.
0: Yes. M um, W. Um, yeah. <laughs> We'll be back. Actions for on ESPN 690. Football at 5, mixed in with the the butcher on the (laughs) way on ESPN 690. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you.